Welcome to Bible Insights with Wayne Conrad. God's Word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Today's topic, the cloud of God's glory. The cloud of God's glory is where God's presence was found and where revelation was given. This is the place of his concentrated presence on earth and revelation in the Old Testament era. We read about it, first of all, in the story of the Exodus and later in the dedication of the tabernacle and following that, the dedication of the temple to the worship of Almighty God. God and clouds are often associated in the scripture. I want to read to you from Psalm 68, verse 4, Three translations, one after the other. Sing to God. Sing praises to his name. Extol him who rides on the clouds. To Yah, his name. Or from the Holman Christian Standard. Sing to God. Sing praises to his name. Exalt him who rides on the clouds. His name is Yahweh. And rejoice before him. And the Lexham English Bible Sing to God, sing praises to his name. Lift up a song to the rider of the clouds. His name is Yah and rejoice before him. We used to sing a chorus to that psalm based on the King James Version. Sing unto God, sing unto God. Sing to him who rides on the heavens, the ancient heavens. He sends out his voice, his mighty voice. Psalm 68 Verse 33, Psalm 66, 4 says, He rode on a cherub and flew. He came swiftly on the wings of the wind. And Psalm 104, verse 3, He lays the beams of his chambers on the waters. He makes the clouds his chariot. He rides on the wings of the wind. Rejoice before him. In fact, a special cloud often appears with the special historical events of God's revelation. Now, in a prior podcast, we consider the cloud of God's presence and guidance that first appeared at the sea when Israel went out of Egypt. Now, this same cloud is a theophany that is a visible symbol that conveys to humans God's presence, and it hovered over and then went into the tent of meeting that God had Moses to construct after he had given them the commandments on Mount Sinai. We read about that in Exodus 25. Yahweh says to Moses, Let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell in their midst. And let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell in their midst. Exactly as I show you the concerning the pattern of the tabernacle and all of its furniture, so you shall make it. The cherubim shall spread out their wings above, overshadowing the mercy seat with their wings. Their faces one to another toward the mercy seat shall the faces of the cherubim be. And you shall put the mercy seat on top of the ark. And in the ark you shall put the testimony that I shall give you. There I will meet with you. And from above the mercy seat, from between the two cherubim that are on the ark of the covenant, I will speak with you about all that I have given you in commandment for the people of Israel. And so Moses set about having the people construct the tabernacle. And in Exodus 40 we read, So Moses finished the work. Then the cloud covered the tent of meeting, and the glory of Yahweh filled the tabernacle. 
And Moses was not able to enter the tent of meeting because the clouds settled on it and the glory of Yahweh filled the tabernacle. Throughout all their journeys, whenever the cloud was taken up from over the tabernacle, the people of Israel would set out. But if the cloud was not taken up, then they did not set out to the day that it was taken up. For the cloud of Yahweh was on the tabernacle by day and fire was in it by night in the sight of all the house of Israel throughout all of their journeys. In fact, we read in Exodus 24 that Jehovah, Yahweh, came down on the mountain. He did this by means of a cloud when he gave the Ten Commandments from Mount Sinai. And there, even before he spoke the commandments, Moses went up into the mountain to receive covenant revelation from the Lord. A cloud covered the mountain. We're told that the glory of the Lord rested about Sinai and the cloud covered it six days. And on the seventh day, he called to Moses out of the midst of the cloud in Exodus 34. And here Moses went up to receive the book of the covenant. Verse 15, then Moses went up on the mountain and the cloud covered the mountain. The glory of Yahweh dwelt on Mount Sinai and the cloud covered it six days. And on the seventh day, he called to Moses out of the midst of the cloud. Continuing his redemptive work among his people, the Lord came and dwelt in the tabernacle in the pillar of cloud. We read about that in Exodus 33, verse 9. And it came to pass when Moses entered the tabernacle that the pillar of cloud descended and stood at the door of the tabernacle and the Lord talked with Moses. All the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the tabernacle door and all the people rose and worshiped each man in his tent door. When Moses entered the tent, the pillar of cloud would descend and stand at the entrance of the tent. There Yahweh would speak revelation with Moses. And the glory of the Lord covered the tent of meeting and the glory of Yahweh filled the tabernacle. Yahweh descended in the cloud and stood with him there and proclaimed the name Yahweh. You understand? This cloud conveyed the very presence of the almighty God dwelling among his redeemed people. Now, this is the people of Israel as they traveled through the Exodus and then when they entered the land. These were a sinful people. They were often rebellious against God, and yet God never departed from their midst, though he did sometimes send severe judgment among them. And he brought them into the land. The cloud then, was the place of God's presence, and it was the place where God spoke to Moses the revelation that he gave in what we call the Mosaic Covenant that he gave to his people to guide their lives as the people of the Hebrews. But now, later, you know, because of David's initiative and desire to build a temple, a glorious structure for the presence of God, Solomon, his son, was allowed to do that after David's death. And you know what? When the temple was built, then the cloud also moved from the tabernacle and moved over to the tent. We read about that in 1 Kings 8 and verse 10. When the priest came out of the holy place, the cloud filled Yahweh's temple. And because of the cloud, The priests were not able to continue ministering for the glory of Yahweh filled the temple. And then Solomon said, Yahweh said that he would dwell in thick darkness. I have indeed built an exalted temple for you, a place 
for your dwelling forever. Now that was God's revelation in what we call the Old Testament or the Old Covenant, which continued in force until the Messiah himself came. Now the cloud was not always visible to people. The cloud was visible at the initiation of the tabernacle and during the days of Moses when Moses was receiving revelation from God. That same cloud then appeared in the temple at the dedication when Solomon was there so that even the priests could not stand up to do their ministry before the presence of the Lord. But after this, we do not see a visible representation of the cloud, though the presence of God continued to dwell in the Holy of Holies behind the curtain in the tabernacle, i.e. in the temple. But now we come to the New Testament, to the days of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Where's the cloud? Well, we do not see the cloud at the beginning of the ministry of Jesus. But let me read about the real meaning of that cloud. We find it in John chapter 1, verses 1 through 18. But here I want to focus on John 1 and verse 14 because this is the key passage. It says, The Logos, the Word, became flesh and took up residence. He took up a dwelling among us. And the Apostle John writes, We observed his glory. The glory is the one and only Son, that is, the only begotten or the unique Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Now don't miss what's being said here. It says the Word, the Logos that had dwelt with God from all eternity, that was God. Because we read the Word was there in the beginning. The Word was face to face with God. And the Word became flesh, verse 14, and took up residence among us. That is, God in the presence, God's presence took up residence in Jesus the Messiah, in his very flesh dwelt the very presence of Almighty God. And the Word, that's the Messiah. The Word became flesh. He became human. He became incarnate. And he tabernacled. He fixed his tent of flesh and lived a while among us. We actually saw his glory, his honor, his majesty. Such glory as an only begotten son receives from his father. Full of favor, full of grace and loving kindness and truth. Now the cloud as a visible presence was not seen very often. But it does make its appearance in the New Testament. It makes its appearance first on the mountain of Christ's transfiguration. We read about that in Matthew chapter 17. And while he was still speaking, that is, is referring to Peter, who when he sees Jesus along with Moses and Elisha talking on the mountain about Christ's soon coming exodus. While he's still speaking, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. That is, overshadowed who? Well, it overshadowed Moses and Elijah and Jesus. And there was Peter, James, and John. 
And behold, a voice from the cloud said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. This is the cloud of the glory of God's presence. It veiled for a time Jesus and the two personages, but the apostles were called up into this cloud and they heard the voice of God the Father speaking, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. When Peter reflected back on this incident, many years later in 2 Peter 1, 17, he remembered most of all the glory cloud out of which God the Father spoke. He explained that on the mountain, Jesus received honor and glory from God the Father, and the voice was borne to him by the majestic glory. This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. This was a confirmation to the apostles that the Son, the beloved and unique Son of God, the Christ, the Son of the living God, was there in their midst and he bore the very presence of God. Now later we encounter the cloud in Revelation, I mean Acts chapter 1, verses 9 through 11. This is after the resurrection. It's at that great event that we call the ascension of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is when he returns to heaven to receive all the glory and worship of heaven, he returns to the Father. And we read about it in Acts 1, verse 9. And when he, that is Jesus, had said these things to his apostles, as they were looking on, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. And while they were gazing into heaven as he went up, two men stood by them in white robes and said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into the heaven? This Jesus, who was taken up from you into heaven, will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. Well, how did they see him go into heaven? They saw him go into heaven in his resurrected body in the cloud that received him. As he went into the cloud, he then disappeared from sight, and the cloud went into heaven. This is in fulfillment of the revelation that God had given Daniel in Daniel chapters 7 and verse 13. Daniel writes, I saw in the night visions, and behold, with the clouds of heaven, there came one like a son of man, and he came to the ancient of days and was presented before him. But you know what? The cloud is going to reappear. And in that cloud will be the very presence of God his ultimate revelation was given in the Lord Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ is coming back to earth again and he will come the same way he left on the cloud of God's glory presence. We read in Matthew 24 verse 30. Then will appear in heaven the sign of the Son of Man, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And Revelation 1-7 says, Behold, he is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him. And all the tribes of the earth will wail on account of him, even so. Amen. Keep your eye 
on the sky. For that cloud will bear the very presence of Christ when he comes again. There's a great hymn written by Charles Wesley that celebrates this great future event. I want to read it to you. Lo, he comes in clouds descending, once for helpless sinners slain. Thousand, thousand saints attending, swell the triumph of his train. Hallelujah, hallelujah, all the angels cry, amen. Every eye shall now behold him, robed in dreadful majesty. Those that said it naught and sold him, pierced and nailed him to the tree. Deeply willing, deeply willing shall the true Messiah see. Every island, sea, and mountain, heaven and earth shall flee away. All who hate him, most must confounded, hear the trumpet proclaim the day. Come to judgment, come to judgment, come away. Now redemption, long expect him. See in solemn pomp appear, all his saints by man rejected. Now shall meet him in the air. Hallelujah, hallelujah, see the day of God appear. Answer your own bride and spirit. Hasten, Lord, the general doom. The new heaven and earth inherit. Take your longing exiles home. All creation, all creation, travails, groans, and bids you come. That's Romans 8. Yea, amen, let all adore you high on your eternal throne. Savior, take the power and glory. Claim the kingdom for your own. Oh, come quickly. Oh, come quickly. Hallelujah. Come, Lord, come. This has been Wayne Conrad with Bible Insights. Remember the cloud. It bears the presence of God in the majesty of his beloved Son. Even so, come, Lord Jesus.